inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining. So what would come to your mind when you hear stage presence? And how that has changed now that most of the talks, meetings are online. We're going to discuss this today with a, with a new guest, who is Camila Sultanova. She is a speaker, mentor, and cultural architect. Born in Uzbekistan, she has lived in USA, Denmark, and now she's based in Finland. Camila Sultanova is a vibrant speaker an award-winning community leader helping advance the importance of diversity and inclusion, community building, to build resilient and enriching workplaces that work for everyone. She is known for her TEDx talk titled Volunteering, Empowering Others, Empowering Yourself at Helsinki University. And she is also now leading diversity initiative talent management program at Hanken School of Economics in Helsinki to focus on diverse and inclusive recruitment of Finnish companies and integration of international students into business and social life in Finland. Hello, Camilla. Hello, Oscar. So nice to be here. It's great talking with you, Camilla. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Happy started new year. Um, yes. I'm quite uh, quite excited. Still beginning of the year. So yeah, happy new year. I hope you have a great year to come. So please tell yes. us, you have been doing a lot of uh, speaking already, especially in this last year. Please tell us how, how everything started. Well, Oscar, um, we of course, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I was never, you know, I'm a big fan of this uh, podcast. Um It's time to shine and, uh, you know, always sharing that in my blogs when I speak to my audiences, those who aspire to become speakers. So you and I met at the TEDx talk and now, mm -hmm. you know, the YouTube got on YouTube, there's 16,000 views and it's unbelievable how, you know, people are interested in topic of volunteering. That's what I spoke about. But I started actually back in Denmark as, um, you know, activist and volunteer um, speaking on behalf of students, speaking on behalf of immigrants. Um, because I just couldn't turn away, you know, there's so much injustice going on, discrimination on the job market. And, you know, being born and raised in Uzbekistan, it was also a lot of injustice seeing there when growing up. And, you know, up to this day, there are people who deny my story and, and people who deny my way of life. And that's not, not just me, but millions of young women and girls and boys, um, you know, as, as, as victims of negative social control you know, those really conservative values. And so this is where I, you know, really live the change and try to embody it and and, and just show people in, anywhere where they are, even in Denmark or Finland, that we need um, to own our voice and we should definitely strive for resilience and find the communities where we feel, you know, we share and we, we find those who feel like-minded with. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, absolutely owning our own voices, no matter uh, if we are a, a minority. I mean, I, I am as well as, as, as you in, in Finland. Yeah, and, and I, 
Exactly. And, and I, I relate to Malala Yousafzai, who said, you know, we realize uh, the importance of our voice when we're silenced. And that brought me, you know, after mm-hmm. my career in shipping, um, I, I studied communication um, in Denmark, and then uh, I could never get a job in it. So I worked in shipping and deal, dealt with Russian speaking captains, uh, among other cultures. And so besides having a career in sales and purchasing and shipping companies, I, I, I taught diversity and managed inclusion, cultural, intercultural communication to marine crew, to marine engineering students. And it was such an, such an amazing way to, to kind of give back something that is, you know, that it was always there. And also it was gave an opportunity to influence my colleagues and say, hey, we, we are creating diverse, inclusive mindsets by, you know, looking at our habits. So when I moved to Finland, I was working for Maersk Line. It's the largest container shipping company in the mm-hmm. world. I've learned also a lot there uh, because you pitch to customers anyway. So having a sales background definitely makes it easier to become a speaker in that sense. Mm-hmm. And the, and then I I found myself doing so much volunteer work. So I thought I said maybe I should change this you know the career and try to inspire, motivate, and and you know ignite people to be change makers. And that's what I do now since 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent, fabulous work. I, I know you are doing really fabulous work here in Finland. You have been doing also, and you are doing also in other countries now that because of the conditions, is uh, it's more common to speak to, uh, to the entire world. And yes, that's right. We all had to adapt, right? <laughs> adapt, transform, and try to be valuable and useful. Um, I spoke in 12 countries before COVID, and uh, now I also reached out last year to my new audience in Canada, in Georgia, in um, in Germany. I spoke twice, and I was facilitator online workshop, and then um, I've done an enormous amount of webinars to my community in Uzbekistan on volunteering, uh, career counseling, and just really how to how to stay resilient in these really exceptional times. So t- tell me if you can uh, pick a specific moment, uh, one one speech or talk that you had had that has been your most fulf- fulfilling. You you can you would like to share something about that experience? Sure. So you know, being being such a person from different kind of cultures and connected to different languages, um, I really enjoyed kind of going out of the normal Nordic market or audience. I, I that speech in Canada to uh, Ontario's youth work, first work uh, organization was something profoundly connecting across this, the ocean. So it was about sharing basically what I do here in Finland, working across sectors with cities, municipalities, universities, companies, NGOs to really, you know, harness the diverse, inclusive mindset. So we change the way we recruit. Um, so I have to share all these different experiments that are taking place. And so The, the people there uh, on the, at the conference, there were, I think there were around two or 250 people. And I started with a dance to Celine Dion. And, you know, mm-hmm. dancing on the screen, on the one hand, it looks really creepy, weird. But in the other way, I really connected to the audience. And I just felt so deeply um, engaged with that audience. They, they were like, welcoming to Canada. So come here mm-hmm. and we'll also teach you something back. You know, so it was... Oh. Uh, such a connecting uh, experience, even if we're so far apart. And that through, through you know, connecting to my audience, sharing that we need 
to collab, you know, experiment and collaborate in order to create this innovation that we're all talking about. It was, it was such an, uh, you know, also the preparation of this uh, topic was so interesting um, that I could, I could do it every day. <laughs> it was such a nice, um, you know, speaking experience on a distance. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to hear that, as you said, at a distance. So you have a specific audience in Canada, in the other side of the world, and yeah. you make it really, really, uh, really successful. So people were absolutely uh, thrilled with this experience uh, that you had. And you ha it sounds like you had a great time as well as a speaker. So you also enjoy that experience. Yeah, because we all we are people, right? So yeah. be a speaker or an audience, you can be on the other side of the table or stage, but we still need to feel each other valuable. And through these interactions, we, we get that another that kick of energy to go on and say, okay, I may not see you all on the screen, but but I do encourage them to turn on the camera so that when they do speak to each other on the team, so they, they feel that engaged, you know, connect that as a community and keep the camera on because that's the only thing we have left now. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have yeah. to be much more uh, proficient with the camera and how to use the camera and how to uh, communicate, speak in front of the camera. So it's um, well, sure. that's something still have not done to be dancing in front of the camera. So yeah, it's yeah. good, good, good level you you have already in that. Uh, but one of the things yeah. I, I I know that you're also doing and training a lot uh, lately is about stage presence. So you have been coaching people quite recently about that. And That's right. Well, tell us a bit about that. Uh, how is helping you, first of all, to become a, an effective speaker? Yeah. So, in in my field of work, I don't just work with specific target audience. I I work with artists from playback theater to choreographers to um, you know rappers to to with poets. So these people actually artists inspire me to kind of you know get out of my 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 box and and just to bring much more immersive experiences. Um, any any speaking experience is like an opportunity to create an impact through just your presence. So what I say is I've I've done two, four times this uh, training in Global Dignity Finland. That's the youth empowerment NGO that I co-created with Tanya Lankia. And then we spoke, uh, trained a women in tech first voice competition that was two years ago. And last year was this an amazing talk the talk, like largest Finnish public speaking contest where they train you to TED Talks, uh, TED Talk style. So, so what I tell them is that why we need powerful presence is to really give give your speech, um, you know, this embodied presence and passion, so that you can really connect to the audience. Make them feel safe. Uh, you, we need to basically adapt our style of, you know, speaking or be it through clothes, through voice, through gestures, through mimics on your face, through always how you really embody yourself on on stage. You know, you can. I tell them also own the stage. So go around. I mean, now we cannot do it, but you can also do it in the window, limited ways in a window. So you need to use some more hands and then voice variation as well as you think of those comedians you know they can frown the eyebrows and um you know looking you know surprised in a minute or second so really do these things that capture your humanity that um that makes people want to listen to you and i feel 
Okay, in Finland, we know that Finland is not the most expressive country when it comes to, you know, delivery and stage. So I think this is why it really resonated a lot. So saying that, you know, who can who can own the stage and not be afraid of speaking up? It's not just like mechanical speaking. It's just also way to, you know, own your story, own your stage and own your that, you know, give that best experience through curiosity um, in, in, in others And so that people are just always feel like, yes, it's amusing, it's educating, and it's inspiring me to X, Y, Z action, you know, motivation, whatever you, you know, your voice, your your goal is with the speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, stage presence is a lot about, as you said, uh, how expressive you are in owning the, the stage, really using it um, as much as as, uh, as you can. So... So there is a very dynamic uh, um, feeling, not only of of the the story of the, what you are saying, but also as yourself. Uh, so the audience will have an, uh, an impression of a dynamic uh, speaker, dynamic person. Yeah, I mean, I even have a joke about it. Mm -hmm. uh, there is this thing about there is someone who is speaking at the meeting, and then. It was like a team team meeting and someone started speaking and then a colleague um, interrupts the person and said, I'm sorry, but you speak like an email. <laughs> <laughs> and this, is, this is for real somewhere in Denmark. I can't remember in which uh, circumstance it was or which context, but I thought it was so, you know, brutally honest to say, okay, if you even get those two minutes, I think this is what also your previous speaker on, on podcast, on your podcast said, like, Just do make an effort to deliver those two minutes with with care, and yeah. any time is a great time for a pitch and and to make an impression, to make a connection, or just you know inspire someone. So why would you do it with <laughs> so low energy right now? We all need an extra bit of um, kick to to be online, to listen to each other, to work with each other and, and, you know, not to speak our keynotes, you know, they, it, it takes a lot more time and a lot, lot more effort to deliver um, an immersive experience, I would say. Yes, 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 of course. So speaking like an email, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> don't well, be boring, be amazing. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, so what's your best piece of advice for speaker to use effective uh, stage presence. Yeah, so so when we start, you know, think of thinking of your speech or your, you know, your delivery, if it's an off offline event, so person, you know, in-person event, mm -hmm. I would look at where um, how much you can own the stage so that you can walk around and, you know, make sure that you own up the stage so that you prepare your way great way for you to express yourself. You look at the clothing so that if you want to jump during your speech, you want to do a dance move, make sure that the clothing fulfills your, your delivery, right? So I, I embody my speech through a little bit of wiggling, dancing. I, you know, I, I, it brings me enormous joy just, you know, being a, my dream was to be a speaker. So I'm a dancer, so I couldn't do that, but now I can really use that to warm up the audience. And, and it, And it gives this endless way of self-expression. So think if you're expressing yourself through, you know, eye contact, you, the way you move your eyebrow, the way you move your nose, anything matters. You know, think of 
you know, who is the artist that inspires you? I, I personally use comedians. So in Denmark, it's Ellie Jo Carr. There is a Mikkel Schutt. Um, in America, it's Carla Harris. Uh, in Finland, it's Ansi Rantanen. It's really variation of different things that you bring in on the stage um, or then on the screen, right? And so the posture, every, anything from posture to repetition through eye contact, through, um, you know, the way you go up and down with your body, uh, it really makes a big, big difference. And so engaging the crowd is, you know, of course, it's nice when everyone does the same thing, you know, let's clap together. Obviously, this is not always working on screen these days. Mm -hmm. But what I do is say, okay, how can I engage the crowd online I say okay take anyone take any piece of thing that you want to show here like a material piece so I have a toy someone shows um, like a nice colorful notebook and so we we always connect it to a context of something that we're looking at and and it's or everyone raises a glass and let's cheer at the same time everyone look at the window and see what do you see out of the window and put it in a chat right so you kind of bring that curiosity kick and so everyone, when they're connected, I'm doing something, this is when you get engaged and people are listening and they want to be involved and they are like on, you know, they're online. <laughs> so, so that human factor is really interesting. So, and, and when we feel um, at this moment, there is webinar fatigue, the, the mm-hmm. stage presence doesn't have to be you know, you don't need to go around saying, oh, I don't have anything to engage people with. Well, you need to basically diminish the amount of points you want to go through and create as much ways to variate your presentation, either through, you know, playing a video yourself, doing some, uh, you know, gestures or playing someone who would also be more embodied than yourself if you don't have something. So that element of play is so underrated. The element of play and dance and like anything that is engaging through physical embodiment, that's just something we could really do ourselves more, do ourselves a favor. <laughs> so um, there's a lady, uh, American uh, dancer, who says that dancing is a hidden language of the soul. Mm-hmm. And and we so seldom dare to show it. And, and I just feel if, if we really come out of this, you know, being contained, I think in Finland, you know, I call them like, oh, Finns are so contained <laughs> in a good or bad. <laughs> but like we could always come out of our box and our container and um, really, uh, you know, give each other virtual hugs. And so I, I believe that whatever way you choose to embody your speech online, offline is is your speaking engagement will feel like a virtual hug. And that's what we really need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's by, um, you, you talk about the playfulness, dancing. Uh, sounds like the thing that it's having in common is the, you activate the, the audience. So you are, of course, the one somehow leading, leading the dance, leading yeah. the, <laughs> uh, this presence, but you, you in, by exactly. interacting, activating the audience, make this, this, uh, this experience, um, much, much more interesting, much, much, uh, more effective. Uh, another thing you mentioned, you started mentioning some, uh, comedians, uh, yeah. from different part of the world. That's, um, so you would say that it's, it's useful. I don't, I don't know if it's, it's, it's key, but at least it's useful that you, observe analyze or just get ideas from um artists or dancers or comedians 
Exactly. So the advice would be, so, okay, so what do I do with a comedian or an artist? Think in your circle, who is an artist in your circle and try to run your speech through that person. You will get such an amazing advice how to use your, you know, your body or, you know, get more stage presence that you would not even come through because you kind of, we kind of go on autopilot. So artists make see things clearly. I just love and I hope that they get much more support especially now in COVID mm. and so um, when you look at the art um, comedian so one of the things they do well I remember one comedian I think Mikael Schott also did it Christian Fullendorf is the other guy so he says like he he uses his body to separate good jokes he's like okay here on the right side these are my good jokes <laughs> <laughs> and then he moves like two meters on the left and these are my bad jokes and then he kind of pats them on their head do you see what I mean so you you start you know you bring such movements and it like gives birth to imagery yes. you know those sky blue moments where you just laugh and sit there on a you know some barbecue with your friends so you kind of get out of these like topic of webinar on something very deep you know um but but still you can do it uh, and so think of yourself i mean my favorite class in high school was um a drama class in, 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 in the US uh, when I was exchange student there. So yeah, think of your uh, embody an artist in you, talk to a person who who is a dance teacher, drama teacher class, um, someone who is, you know, gospel singer. Um, that's what Carla Harris used mm-hmm. to say. She's like, um, she's the gospel singer and a Wall Street, you know, champion. <laughs> Wall Street, um, like a, I think she works for Morgan Stanley. So she goes like, think about how many Carlos, are you bringing to the, you know, to the room that, you know, she also brings in this whole difference of being a leader that it's not all fixed to be in one box as, you know, okay, I deal with finance and that's what my whole life should be about. But she records albums and then she goes out and mentors people on how to, you know, build better relationships. And so I feel that whole way of how we're living our lives and build our professional selves is so much you know, under discussion. And I love this whole um, transformation process that even I'm going through. So, so one of the things that I look at is where I can be more valuable instead of, you know, counting my speaking gigs as, as the ultimate achievement that I have. So, so yes, um, there is an, um, it's a difficult time, but knowing how many millions of people are now struggling with food, with being sick, you know, I didn't have to go on, on this unemployment benefit that many of my colleagues did because simply all events were wiped out, you know. So, so yeah, there's lots of to be grateful for, but also looking at ways, how is your profession serving you? How can you live your purpose uh, and, and really um, deliver that again through, through speaking or, or hosting and, and also mentoring others? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thinking of your experience in the during these last last months, where it's mostly not exclusively. I know you have had some uh, also um, in person activities, gigs, mm-hmm. but the vast majority are of uh, online. As you said, if you want, in practical terms, if you want to to put in practice this stage presence in which you move a lot, you um, you not only let's say you are standing. If you're not only standing in one position, but you move around the, I don't know, your room or the office, wherever you are shooting mm-hmm. this, um, if you can get, give some piece of advice about, about that, how to use, I don't know, the camera, the set, the, your staging, 
and you um and you as as the performing in these new circumstances right yeah so i i can recommend there's lots of different webinars and you know um podcasts on how to be more engaging on webinars uh something that i took myself was this canadian uh consultancy called 10 directions uh so they they told they taught how to basically <laughs> facilitate better and to bring in the expectations of what your speech is about or workshop is about and then to um to of course have a better internet connection have good lighting yes. but on the other hand it's said is when you own your story you kind of try to memorize the speech so that you don't think about delivering the story but you think about the creative delivery of it mm -hmm. so i i say that yes one of the things that really serves me well and my audience well is I always start by asking people for advice whenever I perform. So, okay, I need your advice. So we are right now in Ontario or we're now in Georgia or we're now in Turku. Please tell me what to see in your city. This is an easy way to engage, right? So like asking those anchoring questions or or then, you know, I use Mentimeter. So those Mentimeter tools, they're really easy to engage people online and provided there's good internet. I can't use it everywhere though. Spoken African and internet breaks out in Uzbekistan internet breaks out. So be sure to, to that, that whole beautiful experience doesn't get caught by internet um, broadband. Yeah. So, so anchoring some questions that enable people to open up and talk to each other. So one of the ways that, that also creates a good experience is that when not only you as a, expert you're an authority on that abc topic but that the community that that you're talking to they feel present with each other online and so these mm -hmm. questions you you give advice you get advice and then others can see it and it kind of creates a snowball effect so let's all share and then uh, what you do afterwards at the end you you say basically <laughs> that that you connect with each other this is what happened last week um last week I was speaking in Tampere and I said to them how do you build digital presence online if that was a speak uh, to to internationals living in Tampere city in Finland and so an idea was that okay well let's connect on 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 LinkedIn all together so this is a like perfect way of because you started that with a chat with a window chat People felt comfortable at the end, go straight to connecting with each other, which seldom happens, right? We have webinars and basically the only question you got asked there is, hey, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, it's easy to repeat your points. It's easy to use your voice variation. Check out where is your way, um, you know, what are your ways of self-expression, which is uniquely you. And And, and a lot of times we're afraid because the fear comes in our way. And when you have fear, you don't have a empathy towards yourself. So until that, I got this beautiful quote and please, I need to find that lady who told it, but she said, whatever other people think of you or don't think of you, you are still the same person. Mm. So let, let me repeat this one because it's really pow powerful. So when we, whenever we, there to perform our best you want to jump on the table you want to hang on to some kind of cliff there or like hug a hug a tree on that stage wherever you are or kiss a screen on the webinar this is what you need to know whatever other people think of you or don't think of you you are still the same person and 
that kind of like gets away all your resistances to really come out as a human, as your best speaker self, as you're, you know, bringing your best authentic self on stage. So this is what I, um, I encourage everyone to kind of step into your greatness, be worthy of your greatness and show it. Mm -hmm. Camila, what, uh, what have you learned during the pandemic? Yeah. Well, I'm still learning. <laughs> I've, I've done a, uh, on Medium, I put an article out there. So like what I've learned as a speaker is that to, yeah, is to consider yourself as more as a mentor and inspirer rather than just, okay, this is my profession and I'm just, I need to, you know, of course, everyone needs to adapt their business, but I wanted to stay valuable to people who could other could never otherwise pay for these gigs. Mm -hmm. So I did enormous amount of webinars on different mentoring hubs on, you know, medical volunteers, local volunteers, anything that how to uh, connect people across countries because there's so much division. And, um, and I also, you know, encouraged and actually came up with a new subject on how to build digital trust online. So to connect with people, because I help a lot of internationals and immigrants to get into their jobs, you know, transition into jobs. So it was like, so what do you do when you don't meet? Um, and so I came up with a new topic called community building, because this is at the core of everything I do is social capital exchange. It's making diverse inclusion visible, tangible, profitable, valuable, you know. And so I did a webcast. That's something new. So I, I went in and learned a new skill, how to build a webcast. So watch out. It's going to, I actually did a, like a tu mini tutorial. So anyone should, you know, um, show, build their own webcast online. You know, there is so much going on on YouTube and, and you need to build your digital presence, really. So that's one of the other things. and. And that I was, was really happy to hear and experience is that because of all these inequalities um, shown last year is that now diverse inclusion is everybody's business. And, and it's also big issues of well-being, mental health. So that um, I needed to reframe, reframe the way I look at my work so that, okay, if I can't be mentally well, I can't really do deliver a good speaking experience. Mm -hmm. So um, really being out there, meditating, going, taking forest walks, even if it's pitch dark in Finland in this <laughs> autumn, <laughs> who knew, right? Who knew we're going we to gonna last that long? So it's, um, it's a tough time out there. So I really empathize with each and everyone who is hanging on to the dream and passion to be speaker. So I wrote to on, on Instagram that Don't give up on your passion and your dreams, even if this division and COVID is like really impacting in so many ways. And so for me, speaking out as much as I could was the way to preserve my voice and not to cling into this, um, you know, like I said in the beginning, that people deny you how you should live your life. And so that understanding that as a speaker, you need to show up for yourself and that's also showing up for others be it women, be it speakers, be people in your industry. And you can never be silenced. As, as long as you're authentic, just do it and use your voice. Use your voice. Use your voice and ask others to use theirs. So that is something. If I can ask anyone who's listening to do something more now in 2021 mm -hmm. is to really inspire, please inspire someone to share their story. Uh, we have 
a crazy amount of isolation, loneliness, depression levels are like soaring. So just ask someone in your space, please share that story with one person. We need to talk to each other, make a phone call, anything that relates to interacting with another person. It's, it's, it's a lot like lifeline right now, please. Yeah, it's true. And unfortunately, this also, um, these circumstances have forced us to, to be more, more separated, unfortunately. So the, we have to break that. And I, I agree with all your, uh, all what you are recommending now. Come. Yeah, connection is everything, connection, Oscar. Yes. And thank you for connecting so many people on your podcast. So I think what you're doing is is enormous um, impact, inspiration, but also just that love of speaking, love of sharing stories, and and really celebrating voices of, I mean, different humans around the world. I'm I'm absolutely a big fan. Yeah, it's, thank it's, you. It's great. Thanks, thanks to you, <laughs> Camila. Please share with us what is your favorite quotation. Yeah, so this is the one is in my phone. Uh, I use on my signature. Um, Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. That's by Anais Nin. Um, that's something that whenever I'm afraid of doing something, I need to really lean into this and say, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Yeah. And then the other one is, I would like to quote visionary Bruce Mao. He's from Canada and he wrote this amazing book, um, MC24 Techniques for Change, Designing Change. And he says, as designers, we have no other way but being optimistic and inspired that better future is available. And that brought me home last year during Global Dignity annual day uh, where he had we we were interacted online and and you know when you're a change maker you're changing social mindsets through speaking through change maker projects it, it really is important to know that we have no other choice but being optimistic and i and i would add fact <laughs> fact-based optimist right and there is yeah there's lots of hope out there and you know you and i living through this amazing week where we got you know, inauguration in the United States with the first woman of color to be a vice president, Carla, um, Kamala Harris. And today I just shared on Facebook that Estonia is the only country to have a female president and a female prime minister, Kaya Kalas, who is the new prime, prime minister. And I happen to know her and it's so exciting. So there is a lot of positivity despite ongoing crazy, crazy news in um in East and West and yeah, you name it with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Excellent news. Could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Yeah. It's the, it's the book uh, by Christian Busk or Bush. I can't remember to pronounce, but it's called the serendipity mindset. And uh, he's, he's on Instagram and you can, you know, look, look up on, on Twitter so serendipity mindset is all about how to create your own luck. And um, I, I just enjoyed that to, to which connects us, which inspires us to connect with each other and um, really tap into power of collective action to think locally and globally and to make sure that you, you communicate and aspire to those people who really, you know, bring the best in you and make sure that, you know, things Things are gonna good things are gonna come. It's so much easier these days to be 
cynical, to be, mm. you know, expecting evil and, you know, malicious thoughts. But, but you know, with that book, the serendipity moments are, are really something we miss at work. But in general, it's the whole mindset of shifting your your way of working so that, you know, the universe got your back and you got the universe. And that sense is this community building that I so love to to unite people with um, in Finland and in those countries that I speak. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a really good read. So thanks for sharing that. And the last question, you know what's the last question? Share with us a routine to shine. So um, the routine to shine is I, when I haven't spoken, I start singing. <laughs> Actually, I sing a song, <laughs> which, you know, trains my voice cards. Um, you can go to shower or you can just be outside of shower. <laughs> I'm not the best singer, but but it kind of helps me to um, localize my mind that, hey, I'm doing something which is comfortable. And then I'm going to go and do a few bloopers when I practice a speech or get ready. And then, you know, I'm hopefully going to deliver a very strong um, connecting and uh, bonding experience, learning experience to my audience. So do sing. Singing is very good. Barbara Cher, um, not, was it Barbara Cher? Oh, McAfee, I can't remember. I'll, McAfee. Important. Um, the, the, the different voice coaches uh, mm. recommend to sing. So definitely singing is some of the, good routine to shine because you use your voice and who knows, maybe you find a better pitch next time. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, you know, Andre Noel Chacker, he's one of the, you know, these really long time, long time mm -hmm. speakers here in Finland. He gives me kicks because he like, all of a sudden he just screams or shouts, you know, and you're like, wow, you're awake. <laughs> so <laughs> you can, you can do anything that, um, Again, it's also powerful stage presence uh, with voice variation. But yeah, singing is cool. If you if if you're actually a singer, use that as a way to connect. You know, um, I don't know. I couldn't do opera, so I can't connect to that. But in that sense, there's so many mojos that we have that are hidden in us. So I hope that you will tap into that power. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's sing in. Let's keep singing. Well, thanks, yeah. thanks a lot, Camilla. It was great talking with you. Please uh, you. let us know how people can find you, get in touch with you, learn more about you. Yeah, so um, I'm on Facebook, Camilla Sultano. I'm on LinkedIn, also with my first name, last name, and Camilla Sultanova World on Instagram. And I am trying to be better at TikTok. And it's Camilla Ubuntu. It's the same Camilla Ubuntu on Instagram, uh, TikTok and Camilla Ubuntu on Twitter. And um, yeah, if you're interested in anything regarding Finland or how to build your voice and, uh, you know, these webinars, I'm, I'm, you know, drop me an email at hello at camillasultanova.com. Um, really excited to connect and uh, yeah, let's be useful and um, be each other's mentor. I like that. <laughs> yeah. oh, thanks a lot again, Camilla. It was a pleasure and all the best. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Good luck and see you soon in person. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 